0: Everybody, it's kevin hoagland welcome to the gold trails on the gold podcast webcast whatever however you're watching us and joining out there somewhere is there he is uh mr kevin bell my co-host and my producer kevin what's going on
1: hey we're just starting the 2023 california gold rush it's going to be great
0: oh here we go again <laughs> all about california hey you know what that that and that is the topic that we have today but I want to say something first, and I want to welcome everybody, and more importantly, I want to thank everybody that has either listened to our our, our spoken word podcast or has been watching the video podcast that we've done over the last couple of years. Today or this episode marks season five, episode one, and the reason that we're going into episode or going into season five is simple, it's because all of you that have Given us the positive feedback and told us that you love what we do and that it's helped you become a better prospector and miner, and that's the only reason that we do that. So, for us, this is a labor of love, and we love doing it. A few moments later, but we both truly appreciate you, and uh, you know, I, I don't know what to say beyond just thank you so very, very much.
1: Yeah, if it wasn't from the emails and things that we get from members and people out there, we wouldn't be able to do this. And so, again, I thank you and, and we thank you for allowing us to do this.
0: Yeah, it, it, this is a labor of love for both of us because we mm-hmm. both want to help people and, that, and that's the bottom line. All right. I know you want to talk about the 2023 <laughs> California Gold Rush. <laughs> The, yes. You can't just have it in California because what's happened since December, November, December of last year has affected all of the Western mining states, including mm-hmm. Arizona. I and mean, we've had a lot of stuff going on, but I, I know you want to run with it. So go, take off, talk about your California gold <laughs> rush, which I'll be there, by the way.
1: Yeah, we have actually, I'm going to start out by saying, this is going to be the best prospecting and mining season that we have seen in a decade. And what we've had is we've had a succession of storms. The first set that went through were very large and broke a lot of the gold loose. And then we've had a succession of about six or seven storms. succeeding those back to back that are continuing to create high water and move that gold. So I can tell you when the water subsides, and we can start mining it will be one of the best that i've ever seen
0: i agree so the events that you guys are having are really kind of like the arizona monsoonals the the monsoon season where Mm -hmm. we have storm after storm after storm after storm that moves material and that's what i you guys are going through the same thing but Uh, our rain comes in at a very short brief period of time moves a lot of stuff then it goes away when you say a succession of storms I mean you guys have been getting pounded oh yeah for months
1: yeah yeah we it started in in uh, December and has gone all the way through January or through a good part of January and we have had continual movement of water all of the major uh, uh, lakes and, and impoundments that are holding back water are having to release a large amount and continue to release it because they've got to maintain those flood pools. And I'll tell you what, we've had levels that are almost twice what is normal. And it has not been twice what is normal and it's not for maybe a week. This has been for over a month. So big flows this year.
0: And when you say they're releasing because of the, the the flood pools and so on like that, we're not talking about this being a drought-ending event. I mean, it's, just, it's no. just too much water at one time. Right. Yeah, right. I get that. Exactly. Okay. So, and, no, go ahead, okay. please, finish.
1: I was going to say, and also, this same system or these same systems have dropped a lot of snow up in the Sierras as well. I mean, we have major snow events that are that are right on the tails of those water events
0: yeah let's i'll tell you what let's talk about snow in just a little bit because the snowpack in some places the ridiculous snowpack in california especially all through the sierra and getting into the the mining districts and so on like that uh it's it's going to have a really big benefit and we'll get into that one but let's talk a little bit more about you know, instantaneously right now, uh, look, we know that you've had more water than you've had. And I've you've sent me pictures of water in areas that we've done work in where it's mm-hmm. 8 to 10 feet high. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah, 3 to, to 4 feet, feet high. higher than what it normally is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I had sent the picture of that area that we did the On the Gold. I think that was July Uh, July, August of 2022, and we had, I had said that the gold was up probably eight or 10 feet above the water where the water was moving then. And I think people have a lot of problems grasping that the, the best gold is that much higher. And that picture I sent you recently, it was actually moving Probably eight to ten feet higher than that.
0: Yeah, that's that is an amazing photo that you sent me, and and I agree. A lot of folks had a hard time. Uh, really, they, they 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 didn't miss the concept. That uh, that it wasn't missing the concept at all. But I think what troubled people is is that they may have thought that that was that gold that had moved down the hill, where in reality. There's hardly, there's very little gold up on that ridge in that area, but the the flood gold, all that stuff that came through there and the way that it laid down that material. And and uh, what was that September? What was that September? August, I,
1: I think it was, no, I think it was July, August of 2022.
0: That's right. July, August of 2022. So when I'm looking at that photo that, that was taken for the where's the gold and where the gold actually was, was you can see the water level. You can see this huge flat bench right out of the water level then you start going up the hill there's a couple of trees and a bunch of boulders Mm -hmm. and within that group of boulders is where the gold was Now on the photo that you sent me the the last week or so looking at that that whole area is gone i mean it's been completely scrubbed out there's nothing there's none of the, the boulders are completely gone everything is gone but that next level coming up now it's got all of this wash material so you've got you've got your sands you've got your cobbles you've got the boulders that have all been moved around and kicked up that didn't come down this is stuff that came through the river channel and was Mm -hmm. pushed up
1: right right and actually the gold which will even be harder to believe in that picture you can see the gold actually and the material got pushed uphill
0: yeah oh wow absolutely well even in the first one i mean that was that was a matter of just so much hydraulic force, just the, the the power of water and the way that that area lays out. I mean, it, it's it, it's just a perfect ramp. It absolutely, it just gave everything a chance to ramp up. Now, there's, in and, and areas that, other areas that you've sent me photos, there's some unbelievable opportunities that are happening. But you've got to do what you and I are always always talking about and that's the visual prospecting Mm
1: -hmm. like the
0: the the where's the gold where we had the where we had the two swirling areas the two world areas that were absolutely in opposite directions of each other because of the way the bedrock and everything else that was in there it caused that water to flow in two separate directions and it actually moved the gold upstream Mm -hmm. so now and this is, and I haven't seen a picture of that area with this much water into it, but if the water has been up anywhere from six to eight feet above what it has been, which I think our buddy, our, our, our mutual friend said something about it being stupid high. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, this, this is where you start the visual prospect because I'm going to use my glass case here. That bedrock coming into that area was slanted and it's a, and it's a shelf. So Everything was, or a, a, a wall, everything was hitting it back here, but it was hitting it here at a level here. And that's what created all these eddies and all of the material that was coming in. But now you're talking about a water event where the water level was up to here. Mm-hmm. And with that flat wall and that area there, that whole angle is changing everything even more. So you've got the top side, you've got this middle side, and then you've got this low side that because even if you can't see it it's all there right and it's having all these different effects as far as the water is concerned and how that water flows and i don't want to get into the weeds and make it too complicated so when the water goes down to where it's actually safe what do you go look for
1: yeah well you're going to you're going to see try to see if you can see the pattern of deflection how that material moved around and how it, it, it ejected from that from that swirl, and see if you can pick that up. And that's the only way, then it's gonna be testing again to see where it actually dropped.
0: Yeah, and my greatest way, and I think yours as well, is when I go, when, let's just say that I was, the water's down and I'm I'm driving out there, you and I are heading out to that spot. The first thing I'm gonna look at is I'm gonna see, I wanna see exactly how high that water was. And with all the debris that's been washed down the river, especially in these high events, when if a tree is sitting there it's going to get impacted by grass and different things like that Mm -hmm. so what's really interesting about this one shelf area or this one wall area i should just call it flat wall is behind that and a couple of feet up was a big tree Mm -hmm. and i'd be really interested because of the height that you were talking about the water being i'm really interested to go up and look at that tree and see how that tree if it was in the water how it affected things, and I don't see any other way that it wasn't in the water.
1: No, it it, it definitely would be in the water. Right, and it's really going to change that deflection uh, because that tree is impacting the current up up through the water channel itself, right? Or through the water column, excuse me. It's going to be deflecting it in just a, uh, an amazing amount of of uh, force so right. it's going to really deflect that it's going to be interesting to go back and see where the gold really is
0: yeah a- absolutely where it, where it's where it's ending up now because you know what i was saying about the flat wall you've got that event but now you've got this tree that's behind it and if that was in there that tree created deflection that as it hit the wall it created a different type of deflection and mm-hmm. all of these other things that go together so with all that said how do you know what do you look for how do you know how high the water was, where the deflection was, how, 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 what do you do? It's pretty simple. You look for debris. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, the, 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 where's the gold that's coming out in the um, March, April magazine is all about that is Mm -hmm. is all about that. It's the debris. And then the one that was in the uh, November, December, or I'm sorry, January, February, that one was also about debris. It was looking at the debris and looking at everything visual prospecting and visual prospecting means looking at everything taking in everything so in an area like that let's say we we're we're back there right now the water's gone down i'm going to be looking for the debris and i'm going to be looking at how that debris hit and and stuck to a tree so uh, let's let's just go back to that tree well i already know that the water if, if we just say the water was up that high and it was hitting that tree that tree was creating a certain, a certain pattern as it was going onto, the, onto that big bedrock shelf. Now, what you the, the big hint that you have or the big tool that you have, it's not a hint, it's a tool, is standing there and looking at that debris and how that debris and the direction that that br- debris is wrapped around that tree because the, the direction of that debris is going to tell you the direction of the water now what's going to be really interesting is if, if i get out there and you know all the water is moving this way this is the this is the stream channel this is everything you've got that big bedrock face that's there that everything's slamming into it and you've got this tree back here if i go out there and i look at that tree and i see that all the material is going uphill that all the all the debris is going uphill at one spot but it's uh, down here it's going that way because it will change i mean it changes based upon the force then that gives you a gives you a place to go test that might be a little bit higher although because of the everything else i'm not going to say it's going to be worthwhile but i would still test it anyway but by looking at little things like that it tells you everything when you when the water gets down enough that you can see how the material is laying not in the stream not under the water but look at how it receded and how that material lays out so let's just say there's a little bit of a bench area and you and i've talked about this and we've done we've talked about it in podcasts we did the video on the boots on the ground about as this as this water receded and finding that track and you can find that because it becomes so obvious Mm -hmm. the ground will tell you everything you need to know if you just will look at it with a different set of eyes and that and that's what i always talk about it's just it's on a different set of ice, thinking about being the water, think, you know, think about how you're going to flow and do these different things. Um, man, that was a ramble, wasn't it? That was almost a rant.
1: <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> and I think people, you know, when people are looking, they're down at the stream side because the water's are seated, They look at benches vertically. They're looking up at them. They're not yep. walking up and looking horizontal right because if they did they would see those tracks and see those lines so that's a big key is don't look vertical look horizontal
0: yeah i mean if you're going to follow water if you're going to look at everything that water has to tell you and all the all the material that it moved that's not on a vertical plane in any way shape or form it's on a horizontal plane so as that material that might be a little bit of a vertical like we're talking about as it ramps up but still, when you start looking at how that material, when that material slows down and when the gold starts to get dropped out, that's on the horizontal. And mm-hmm. it, you know, of course, when we say horizontal, we're talking about this way. It could be this, could be that, but it's not this. Right. Know, when somebody's looking at something, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, I know so so many people that have that have actually missed really good spots because they look at it from that that vertical just that vertical construct of where they're of what they're seeing so that is an incredibly great point thank you for bringing that one up because that's that's one that i i think that's one that i forget more so than anything else you know, be the water see the water be the water right um yeah and and that's you know do the old chevy chase thing if you have to see the water be the water that's right yeah okay now Right now, let's say the waters are going down right now. Um, mm-hmm. They're still high. They're still high, but you, you feel safe about going into an area. Uh, but I'm whipping out the metal detectors right off the bat.
1: Oh, yeah. This is going to be a great metal detecting year. Yep. And as those waters recede, a lot of that stuff is getting caught in crevices and in and in rock formations that haven't been hit by water in many years so they're not clogged with debris and material that place that gold has a place to go.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so metal detecting is going to be great.
0: Yeah. Uh crevassing? I I see crevicing because look as the waters come down with uh, as much movement as there was that water it, it, if there was any gold being moved and it was coming up on the, those higher areas again going back to the going back to that 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 wall that that bedrock wall, there's a lot of cracks and crevices in that, mm-hmm. and I that material that gold hitting that. If it if it got shoved in there, it's tough to get it out. So, crevicing. Um, I believe me. Oh gosh, using the Falcon, getting into these yep. areas, breaking, opening up these areas. But right now, I expect. Look, if you got a paintbrush, a snuffer bottle, or a, a paintbrush and a turkey baster. And a yeah. screwdriver, I think you can yeah. do crevicing.
1: Oh, you're going to do great.
0: Yeah, I, I really believe that. So, yeah, I, and you and I both, we crevice with our Falcons. Uh, so we're doing that. But the, there is one thing that I, I really want to talk about is that when you're working these bedrock areas like this, when you, when you start to see that, and whether you're using a screwdriver or a crevice tool or a, a separator, do yourself a favor. If you're finding gold there now, it's because gold was put there, and gold has been collecting there over the years. Now somebody may have come out and cleaned all those cracks out a couple of years ago, or after 2018. But you're there now, cleaning them out. This is the one thing that just absolutely drives me crazy. I see where people have gone in and broken the bedrock all to pieces. Why would you do that? I mean, and and I it, it's that that's kind of an angry statement, but not really leave the bedrock in place, crack it, open it up, get your tools in there and get the material out of it. But leave those cracks in the bedrock. Don't start stripping it down. Because when you strip it down, you've just lost, you've just lost your riffle tray. You've lost your capture media.
1: Yeah, you bet.
0: Yeah, And I I've got places that I've been going to for years and years and years where I've, I've opened the bedrock. I've, I've taken my slide hammer and, and, Maybe open the bedrock up a little bit and just not, but not breaking it out, not stripping it down to where, where you, you get out of the good fractures and the good cracks. So that's one important thing about working bedrock, leave the bedrock intact because that's, that's your passive, that's your passive income. That's your very Mm -hmm. passive gold income. So don't, don't do things like that uh sniping when the water gets down a little bit further tube sniping just looking getting into those areas and looking at that let's see what else uh oh right now with the waters going down if you're recirculating if you've got a recirculating sluice or or uh, like a a mini high bank or a recirculating system get out of the 300 and go to work mm-hmm. definitely and the 300 for those of you that, that don't know the 300 is that 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 Imaginary buffer line between a stream channel and where you can actually use anything mechanized. And I, I just, I'll just leave it at that. And now, yeah, and everything we're talking about is non, you know, it's non motorized. We're talking about just using uh, an a electric powered recirculator, using a metal detector, using crevice tools, you know, the manual part of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's pretty uh, sluice boxing. Sluicing yeah. is going to be huge this year.
1: Right. Right. Sluicing is going to be great. Now, one thing you're going to need to do, and I think we talked about it first off, please be safe. But what you yeah, can do right is as those, as those waters are starting to recede, when we talked about it with the horizontal layers, mm-hmm. get down there with your sluice or or a production pan, something like that, and work each line while you have the water there.
0: Right. So
1: what you can do is do your testing and, and do your work and then keep following the the water down and working each layer, you're going to find where the best gold is and where that gold was laying out at each layer. Mm -hmm. And then you can come back and and clean it up when the water's receded.
0: Right. And that's that's a great point because unlike the 2018 flood, you had a lot of water that was one event, came in, pushed everything out, and you had a flood layer. Now with this, with all these multiple events that you've had, that california's had i'm not going to say that you don't have separated flood layers because i don't i don't really know what the timeline was between each one but if you had a massive event that moved a lot of material and then really good water running over that that may have covered up a lot of that that may have just set material on top of that flood layer and then you've got that other flood layer and the other flood layer very similar to what we have in arizona Mm -hmm. very similar to prospecting in the desert you get down you're you're out, you're working, and you get in the flood layer, and then you dig down another three to four inches, and you've got another flood layer, and it can continue on like that. If you get in a spot that nobody's worked or that hasn't really been even touched in since maybe the beginning of time, I mean, it's almost like tree rings, man. You can tell when this flooding happened and when that flooding, and mm-hmm. all of those layers will have some gold in them, but the, being safe about that right now is is very, very important because... You don't know what's stable. You don't know what's not stable. And just because you stand on it for a couple of moments and then you move away from it, that does not mean that it's going to be absolutely sound and stable. And no matter what, it's not going to be a problem. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so, especially when you're carrying material or carrying
0: tools and equipment. Yeah, exactly. All right, so, so yeah. let's get into the next aspect of this. So for everybody that lives in California right now that's prospecting and mining, This is your time. This is the time to get out and look at the rivers. Look at everything that's going on. Kevin just said it. The waters are still high. Look at the water. Look at how it's moving. Put those places and put that stuff into your brain. Take pictures of it. Take all, you know, do whatever you have to do. And then if you can come back a little bit later and see how that water is receding. Because what we've always found is that based upon the boulders or the rocks or the trees, you may see water running this way right now. But you come back in a couple of weeks where you know where where the trees are, and some of the boulders aren't making an effect and the water may be running this way. Mm. And all of those, if I've got an area where it was doing this and an area that it was doing that, that's going to be an area that I'm going to prospect. That's going to be an area that I'm going to test. I may not necessarily be looking for gold, but I'm looking for the material. I'm looking for the material that's there to tell me which way the gold went. And believe yes. me, it will talk to you. It always will talk to you. The old timers, hardly any of them knew anything about geology, but what they did learn is they learned about how the water was flowing. They learned about how the water worked. And those, you know, I've I've read a lot of stuff that was written by old prospectors, and and um, all of Johnson's books, you know, talking about how the prospectors were working these areas be really successful I, I i truly believe that that's something you have to do so look at look at everything visual prospect before you get there because you may walk out to a spot that will be just absolutely zero but mm-hmm. five feet away five feet away could be uh, it could it could be a pocket it could be a pocket that came in from the flood it could be just a great trend layer where the gold's laid out for 150 feet 200 feet It could be anything, but think like the water. Think like, you know, your gold, you want it slows, the water slows down. I'm heavy. I'm going to drop out and I'm looking for all those places. So uh, enough, enough of that rant. So let's talk about something else. California people should be out there right now, out there, at least testing and sampling and looking at things. The water's too high to get out and work. If some of those areas have now subsided, get out the metal detector, start swinging the metal detector. If you see bedrock that's up high, start testing it, start looking at it. But what about everybody that doesn't live in California? What should you do? Well, I have
1: to say the first thing is if you have any friends or family here that uh, you mine with, uh, start asking them to kind of do some of that legwork. You know, kind of some of that testing so that when you do get here and you and you guys go out and work, they already know where it is. If nothing else, talk to, um, uh, if you're a GPAA member, talk to your state director.
0: I, I was because, wondering if you were going to get to that.
1: Yes. No, talk to your state director because we have our finger on the pulse. We're all minors. We all are working in the areas. Uh, it gives you an opportunity to, it's not an X marks the spot, but we can tell you what the conditions are doing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and where the water has gone down enough where you can safely work.
0: Right. And when when we're talking about state directors, uh, we're talking not just the state of California, but we're talking about all the Western states, especially, and and we'll get into that part of it, but it wasn't just the mother load. It wasn't just the California mother load from, let's just say from Fresno, from the the, the Central Valley. All the way up into Siskiyou County and and across there, it, it's 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 happened all through the state. So one of my favorite claims is south of Interstate Ten, and that, and that that was an area that saw an incredible amount of the the rains, the more or less like almost like monsoonal rains that came into Arizona, but they were also on the the you know the the western side of the Sierra and that whole storm system that came in through there. That all ended up down through that area, so there's been a lot of movement in in the deserts as well. So it can't just say, you know, we're not just talking about this area. But back to the state directors, if you're a GPA member and you're reaching out to a state director, you know, I've got I've got Ken Maltby in uh, in in Hemet, which is really handles that entire southern end of the state, and of course I've got you in, in NorCal, uh, and then Aaron Aaron Pippin and I, I want to talk about Aaron for a moment, but you know, you guys have got, you, you and Ken have got your fingers on the pulse. Uh, Robert Guardiola, not in, not in California anymore, but uh, Robert's moving into Arizona and will continue to be a state director in Arizona because Robert really knows, you know, it's just like, he's like a really good state director. He knows what's going on. He knows how to help the, and help members and give them the right information. So Aaron, um, I'm, I'm going to say something. If, if if any of you are watching this and you're new to the GPAA, look, I admit it, I've been doing this for 50 plus years. I forget, honestly, half the time I forget what it was like to be new. So one of the things that really attracted the, the, the idea of having Aaron as a, a state director is Aaron's only been prospecting and mining for about three years. <clears throat> but what Aaron has done in those three years went from a flat line to almost a vertical climb. I mean, the the guy is Aaron is an incredibly good miner, and he loves helping people and, and we will have him on. We will definitely have him on more than one podcast for season five. uh, Because I feel that Aaron has a huge amount of information to share and still has that new perspective you know, the article I wrote in, uh, in January, February was about not being afraid to make those massive and perfect actions. I made them. I learned from those actions. Aaron's made them and they're still fresh in Aaron's mind. So he can share with you what not to do. Yeah. And we met Aaron. I, well, you met him long before I did, but I mean, Aaron basically was a listener that had questions. Is that how mm-hmm. that started? Right. Okay. okay. All right. right. So, you know, a guy that we helped and now he's out there and he's a great miner and and doing all sorts of stuff. But, you know, I don't take credit for that. I take the credit for uh, giving Aaron a a, a format to where he could just take it on himself and go and excel. All right. Mm -hmm. We've talked about all of that. Now let's talk about, again, you don't live in California. You're reaching out to the state directors. Gee, the floods will be gone. Everything else will be gone. And, you know, all this other stuff. I'm thinking about coming out in June. Now it's time to talk about the snowpack because we've right. touched on it. But the snowpack in the Sierra, in the Sierra, is coming into all of the gold rush areas. And when I say gold rush, I'm talking about 49. Just the the whole the from tip to t- from tip to toe. There's stupid amounts of snow up there.
1: Yes. Yeah, If some areas I think on the average they said it was 215% of normal. Yeah. So we've had over our our annual amount of snowfall this year. And like I said, we still have a couple months where you have snowfall potential. So it's only going to get better.
0: Did I so, think that was the Kevin I believe that that was the understatement of the day. We've had over Two hundred percent of our snow. I, 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 drive yeah, that for, one for this home, people. Part of the year,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Drive that one home. I have seen pictures coming out of a lot of different places on the California side and the Nevada side of Sierra. That there was a picture of an excavator, not a little excavator, but a full-size excavator that is probably to the you know to the top of the cab, ten to twelve feet up. To the top of the cab, and it was plowing out snow with the excavator, and the snow level was three to four feet above the cab. The
1: cab of that yeah. of
0: that of that excavator, two hundred and fifteen percent on the average means about eleven feet of snow so far. Okay, so what does that mean? What does that mean, Kevin? Kevin, tell us what that means <laughs> for the summertime prospecting in California.
1: Yes. We are going to have what it means in total. We are going to be able to have our mining and prospecting season well into July and maybe even August with, you know, with good solid flows in every water course. So that means those little creeks that go dry normally, they're going to have water. And like I said, we're hoping for a few more, uh, Snow, snow uh, flurries to come before the uh, next two months, but as it is right now, we're going to have summertime mining,
0: and that's you know what that's really big because uh, Bucky's the Bucky's claims, yep. the GPA claims, you know I've been out there oh gosh I mean we, you and I went out there, I think it was the middle of May a couple of years ago and it was dry mm-hmm. I mean there, yep. there was just nothing there, so right now you're looking at. Not only is will there be water there in May, there's probably going to be a substantial amount of water, at least enough to sluice all the way into all the way, hopefully all the way through June. Yeah, and maybe even ju- into July. In July, so, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I said June. I meant all the way in through ju- July. So, uh, hopefully, and so you're you're talking about an event that is still going to continue to move gold. I don't know. I I will agree with you that yes, it's going to be a California gold rush. It absolutely is. But I'm also, because I I just, I know you're just, you're just focused on, on what you see in front of your (laughs) face, but (laughs) that's right. But there's so much more going on like Montana. Um, I just put in the six new claims in Montana and I was talking to somebody the other day that called and said, look, I, you know, I want to I, I want to make sure that I've got this one coordinate right and so on like that. And we talked, and he says, yep, yeah, I live about 35 miles from from where that that one where the where the campground is. went, like, cool. What's it like? And he said, I haven't got a clue. There's no way for me to even get back there right now. Really? How bad is it? And he was he was like, Well, it's not so much that it's bad, it's just deep. Normally there's five, you know, four to five feet of snow on the ground. In that area, but right now, that snow is eight to 10 to 12 feet in that area. So, everywhere. The bottom line is this whole winter weather system has been absolutely nuts all across the country, all across the country, but it has opened up so many opportunities in the Western and the Western mining states, including Arizona. And I've been going out and doing some crevicing and and I can't dry wash. I cannot dry wash. I'm sorry that uh, so many people showed up here with dry washers, and that's all they did. you know the 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 uh, the snowbirds that show up and only brought their dry washers and maybe a metal detector that they're not dry washing. I've dug down eight to ten inches in some places, and the ground is and the ground has still been too wet to dry wash. So it's. Mm-hmm too wet to dry and and obviously too dry to wet. So, you know, those things and Montana, Idaho, I've, I've, I've talked to people up in Idaho last week and one of a chapter president, and he was sharing with me the amount of snow that they've got up in some of those areas. And they're expecting a very deep and a very long season this year. And mm-hmm. especially where, some of the guys have already got their dredge permits already turned in. They're not even waiting. They're getting everything done now and, and getting that stuff done. Uh, speaking of which, I don't know if, they're, if they regulate the number of permits in Idaho where you were last year. But if they do, you better jump on it. You better start getting your permit in order for, for uh, 2023. Right. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I think, wait, is there anything else you want to throw out there? Anything else you want to cover?
1: Get out to California, get out to Arizona, Go mining. You know we've got lots of opportunities. I know, I love it. We've got lots of opportunities. You got lots of uh, you got the uh, the uh, magazine, you've got the online mining guide. you've got state directors. You have you got plenty us. of information, <laughs> right? Got us. You've got plenty of information to come out. come see us, go mining. And I'm going to say
0: even beyond that, even if you don't live in California you don't planning on going to California, if you're in any of the Western mineral States, you need to go prospecting this year. You need to get out. If you're, if you're a member and you haven't really quite got out on a claim yet, and you haven't quite figured out why now, now with, with everything that's happened, you need to get out on the claim because Mm -hmm. there, there is no excuse for not getting out there and, and doing things. So, Um, And I'm not, I'm sorry, that sounds kind of forceful, but, uh, and, and we've talked about it in compartmentalizing and doing these other things. What's the very first thing that you do when you're going to go mining, you make a decision to go prospecting and mining, you make that decision and you stick to it. That's it. That's number one, I'm going to do this. And this is when I'm going to do it, make it happen because the Mm -hmm. rewards could be very, very changing. And how you feel about your prospecting and your mining? So, you know, okay, enough. I'm off. The, I'm off the soapbox. Let's recap this thing real, real quick. Season five, episode one. Thank you, everybody. We could we could not be here or would not be here if it wasn't for you. There's been mass amounts of flooding in California, uh, the snow, and and other states. I mean, not just California. So a massive amount of flooding and a massive amount of of, of extra snowfall that's going to extend the season. So what does that mean to you? If you can get out right now and start looking at it, start looking at how everything is laying out, start looking at, let the water talk to you. Be, see the water, be the water. Just follow that, see all those things. Don't miss up opportunities. Do not miss up any opportunity. And I know that sounds like I'm saying messed up, but don't miss on any opportunity. Take every opportunity that there is to go out and look at things. And watch, and if you're if you're in a gold-bearing area, watch that recession, watch that ma- that material as a, as that water recesses, uh, and just starts going away, and and just gets down to normal levels. Everything you see when you're visually prospecting is a clue. I get excited about going out and prospecting, mining, no matter what. But something like this, this event that that is opening up all these opportunities, I'm kind of getting probably a little giggly. So (laughs) you bet, you bet. And
1: and one more thing to add, Kevin, uh, one of the points we talked about earlier, when you're looking at a stream bank and you're looking at the the benches and things, stop thinking vertical.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Start thinking
1: horizontal.
0: Absolutely. Because
1: you need to get up on those levels and look down and start seeing where that water went and how that material moved and you're gonna, that will allow you to find some flood benches, some pockets. That's gonna allow you to get on some really good gold. Yeah. And and follow the water down. When the water's up here and it's safe, I wanna say that one more time, that it's safe.
0: safe.
1: Start working those, those individual uh, lines, those bench lines or, or flood lines and follow that water back down as it recedes. Right. And you can mark all those places where you're going to find good gold. Yep. And then go back and work them.
0: There you go. That's it. All right. To reiterate the reiteration of the reiteration. Thank you for being here. Thank you for and and we we wouldn't be here without you. Amazing flood. Amazing snow. Long season. Visual prospect. Um, make sure you have the right tools. Even if the right tool is a screwdriver and a turkey baster, I don't care. Uh, if that's the right tool, then that's the right tool. And all of these other things, but the most important part is get out. Yes. Get out and do this. Get out and prospect. Because if you're not prospecting, you're not making gold. You're not increasing your value. You're not, you're not as as and it was it was interesting because you and I were having a conversation a couple of days ago. And it it's just, you know, having the gold is great, having this, having that, and all these other things. And we always talk about the camaraderie that's involved with being a prospector and being a minor and being a GPA member, because that's so very, very true. And you'll hear people say, it's not about the gold. It's about finding the gold. I absolutely agree with that because that's the way I feel. But when it all boils down at the end of the season, if you've had a good year, a good prospecting year, um, and you've had great camaraderie, you've met great people, and you've gone out and you've done all these things and you found gold and you, and you exercise that, that learning and, and all of those other things. And just at the end of the year and you start weighing, you go, your gold, baby, that's money. Yeah, that's money. yeah. It's not oak leaves. It's not, it's not birch bark. That's money. So, all right, that's it. I'm done. I'm off my rant. Everybody, thank you for joining Kevin and I today. Uh, And I'm not going to get into the the thank yous and everything else like that. I'm just going to say, as I've always tried to say, be good to yourself, be good to others, and go prospecting.
1: In California.